Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. together again. Today we are talking about weakness and not just identifying it but embracing it in life, running with it, seeing what God has for us in it. So it'd be really good to start with you Joy. I know you, you've just said and talked about how the last six months you really feel particularly God has been speaking to you about this. So do you want to tell us a bit about what's been going on in your life and what God's been saying about weakness? Yeah. All right. I'm hoping this topic isn't going to be really heavy for everyone out there listening. But um, yeah, so the last six months for me, goodness, it would be summed up by this embracing weakness because when I was thinking about this, I was just remembering that I have always been someone that has prided. And I mean that in the truest and saddest sense of it, prided myself on being reliable being strong, Mm. being efficient, Mm. being able to cope with whatever life throws at me. People would say about me that they thought that I was strong. And I'll be honest, you know, I I did the typical self-deprecating British thing of, oh, no, no, not really. But but actually, I I really liked it. I really liked that people thought I was strong and I could handle stuff. And then Mm. just found at the start of the year, God started to speak to me very clearly about dealing with uh, some things in my life that I had been trying to put off. It mainly around fear and anxiety, really working through that and just Mm. putting me in situations and allowing situations to happen that exposed actually that I wasn't strong and (laughs) I couldn't hold myself together and that I was weaker than I thought I was and I'm fully aware as I say that there might be people Mm. listening both Christians and those that aren't Christians thinking well that sounds actually really unkind of God and really mean of him (laughs) yeah and I'm not going to say that it hasn't been tough because it's been incredibly tough But I honestly believe that it's the best thing that God could have done for me because in highlighting actually where I'm not strong and where I haven't Mm. got life together as much as I thought I did and how actually when certain situations come along, I don't have an answer for them. I don't always have the enthusiasm to be able to get through my day. I don't always have the strength to be able to get through my day. I don't always feel I can cope with my day. That has been a freeing place only because whenever God, I've particularly found whenever God says, Joy, you're not strong here. You're not as strong as you thought you were. He doesn't ever leave it there because otherwise that would actually Mm. be really disheartening. But I guess for me, he has used that as an opportunity to speak to me about trusting in him and relying on him and trusting in his grace and trusting that he's sustained me. Because I think I found that because of my role as a prison chaplain, I was working with very broken and very vulnerable people. And because some of the foundations that I had in my own life were quite faulty, just in terms of what I was relying on and putting a lot of trust in myself and my ability to cope with stuff. Then when I was dealing with people who were actually really in the darkness, who were really struggling... I found that I wasn't able to cope with it and that yeah. that became a worrying place for me because I'd so often thought, well, I can cope with anything that life life throws at me. I can cope with anything that people talk to me about. 
And yet I was starting to find increasingly that I couldn't, um, that actually people would share stuff with me, really heavy stuff. And I would find it would sit with me and would tap into lots of stuff in my life, lots of fears, lots of anxieties in my life and would start to make me feel like I couldn't manage. And so for me, it actually became a really helpful place of God going, um, we need to address some of these foundations and strip some of them down and start to rebuild them, Mm. but not relying on you, relying on me. Mm. And for someone who has prided themselves on being self-sufficient, that is incredibly tough because you think, (laughs) well, I can... I can deal with this. I can deal with that. I can deal with this situation. And then to be put in places where you think, oh, I just, I can't, I can't get through the day. How am I going to get through the day? And thinking, oh, that feels an incredibly uncomfortable place to be in. But actually in it, I found God really holding my hand in it and caring for me in it and walking with me in it and going, I know that this feels uncomfortable for you, but tearing down your self-sufficiency and moving you into a place of relying on me is the place of freedom and is this place of life and is it actually the place of strength you know before I mm. sort of had yeah on the surface of it I had strength but I didn't really because I was weak because a lot of my foundations felt faulty whereas over this time now I feel like on the surface of it it might look like I'm weaker but actually I feel much stronger because it feels like my foundations of have sorted a bit. So I guess, yeah, that's just a bit from me to begin with of at the start of this talk to say, this is uncomfortable if we actually do this, if we actually do embrace our weakness and not just acknowledge it and go, oh yeah, I struggle in this or I struggle in that. But we actually sort of push into that place of what do I do when I'm struggling? What do I do when I don't feel I can cope? What do I do? How do I manage? Mm. And coming to Jesus again, who goes, Oh, but but I can manage and I can cope with it and I can see what's coming and I'll help you. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether that feels familiar to you, Hannah, or whether whether you've had similar situations like that. Yeah, definitely. But I just want to ask you a little bit more first before I say anything. You, so the last six months, so then we're talking about from the start of this year, which I find quite interesting because you're talking then about post-pandemic. Yeah which I know, and I know you've spoken about on previous podcasts, that I know um, there were different things you found challenging over the pandemic, weren't yeah. there? But you, you, So you're talking about kind of getting through quite a challenging time and then hitting um, a more challenging time in terms of being confronted by weakness. Um, mm. So I'm just interested, and it's I guess it's quite personal to ask, so you don't have to you can share what you want. Um, no pressure. But I'm just <laughs> no. I'm just interested if something like if there was a big event that triggered that, or if it was like a slow growing awareness on your part that something wasn't quite right. And then when you're talking there about um, foundations, like. Do you want to talk any more specifically about what foundations were there? I'm just, I'm intrigued. Like, was there a trigger event and what foundations are you talking about? Well, actually, when I was looking through, so I tend to keep journals, not to write all my thoughts and feelings, but just to tend to write down things I feel like God might be saying to me or that other people have prayed over me. And what Mm. I found interesting when I went into that sort of process at the start of the year was, and feeling like God was saying, 
we really need to deal with some of this stuff now. Um, and a sim and a, a good friend of mine had prayed over me as well, saying, you know, there are things that God is wanting to to set free in you that maybe up until now you've allowed yourself to be distracted by, but now it feels like God's yeah. working on them. And when I look back through my journal, I can see almost like signposts of where God, for about the last three or four years, so this is even before the pandemic, was talking to me yeah. about similar things, and. I'd felt him say to me, you know, we've been chipping away at some of these things, but now we really need to sort of uproot them. And some of the things had come out in the pandemic more. But, and this is where I see God's goodness, is that we didn't go through this intensive sort of time where God was working on stuff with me in the pandemic. Um, Because actually I didn't find the pandemic horrendously difficult. There were points where I found it hard but I I didn't find it really really difficult so I didn't feel like I went from one awful situation into then a really trying time another one but definitely there were points where God had been talking to me about certain things for quite a long time and I think I'd I'd sort of been oh yeah yeah that's the thing but I'll just push it to one side because actually it felt too scary to look at it um and that's being really honest you know like I had gradually found that I'd become more fearful or more anxious. And so having to look at that in detail, like I put it to one side, whereas this year when God actually started really speaking to me about it, I felt I had to look at it. And that felt really, really tough Um, and felt like a place of weakness, definitely. So when you say look at it, what did that look like for you? What did you do in terms of looking at it and trying to work through it? Um, so I, I guess it felt like God bringing to mind certain behaviours that I, I do. Um, and we've talked about them a bit on this podcast of things like wanting to be in control all the time. You know, like mm. we people laugh in society, don't they, and say, oh, I'm a bit of a control freak, ha, ha, ha. Um, mm. But actually, I'm like, what's underlying that, though? Like, why did yeah. I have to be in control all the time? And we talked about it a bit in our worry podcast of I had to be in control because I didn't feel like God had it. Yeah. And things like, for me, overly planning situations. Yeah. And I, and I sometimes see that in people around me and it might not have the same route, but I know for me, I overly planned situations and thought through things so that whatever happened, I was able to manage. You're prepared. I, was, I could yeah. deal with anything that people threw at me. Yeah. But fear had then got into that so that then I would catastrophize or I would, I would think, oh, um, right. So if this happens and this can happen and then I can manage with this and all of it was down to that root thing of... Can I manage in a situation, whatever happens? Mm. Um, Mm. So lots of it was just looking at behaviours, looking at, um, I felt like God just bringing lots of things to mind. And again, this sounds, wow, that was really intense or was that really kind of him to do it? I can't explain it other than as I began to work through stuff and as I felt God speak to me and as I prayed through it, it didn't feel as intensive as it sounds right now. Um, and I knew his complete sort of care and love and help with it. Like there were so many things that I wasn't aware of that he would make me aware of. And I'd be like, wow, I didn't realize that I behave like that because of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? (laughs) So I think, I think I can, you know, I can really certainly relate to quite a lot of what you're saying there. I likewise have sort of 
enjoyed feeling competent in certain situations um, and capable and, um, pro- you know, probably school experience was probably generally flying through it with maybe not that much effort. That then hit me firstly at GCSEs because I, I realised actually I do have to work a little bit. Um, <laughs> but but then even then just sort of going through that then and sort of feeling like, yeah, there's loads of things I could do in life or there are loads of things I want to do and just sort of full of like enthusiasm for it and feeling a little bit like when people or when you'd read or hear about um, my power is made perfect in weakness, for example, feeling a little bit like, well, I don't quite get that, Jesus. Are you saying yeah. that I have to become incompetent <laughs> or incapable yeah. to experience you? But I think, you know, I've walked with him for a lot of years now, and I think he's gradually shown me different things along the way. But I do feel in this area, I've, I've, I've got absolutely loads to learn, I'm sure of it. But this year for me has been one of the most difficult, I think I've had um just in terms of feeling like a lot of things have been rocked there's been things we've been kind of looking at in married life there's been things just in work life in personal life I felt quite like all areas have kind of been quite challenged by different things and quite stretched and have found myself and not for the first time, it's happened before, but this year I have found quite hard actually and found myself in a situation where I genuinely, I felt quite hopeless at times because I haven't been able to see how I could fix, I mean, even the fact that that's my mentality is quite revealing, isn't it? But like I haven't felt able to kind of see a plan or way forward of what I could do. I've just felt this overwhelming sense of, I don't know, I don't know what to do, Jesus. But in that, then just prayed, Mm. spoken to Jesus, told him how I feel totally out of my depth. I feel this, you know, talking about some really precious things to me that I don't want to ruin or spoil, but I don't really know what to do. I feel I am in a situation that is beyond, beyond me. Yeah. But then so praying, wow, you've got to come and do something, Jesus, or praying that you make a way. I can't see a way here. I don't, yeah. I just genuinely, I don't know what to do here, Jesus, and praying. And seeing him answer that and feeling the weight of it Mm. shift and knowing that I don't have to know actually I don't have to know the next few steps I don't have to obviously I will always do what I can in situations and want to kind of be playing my part not totally not totally passive but recognizing that like I am entirely dependent on you yeah even in the things I feel competent, that is entirely dependent on you because you have made me the way you've made me. You've given me the abilities you've given me. Every breath, every day is a gift from him. Like nothing in my life I am really in control of. That's such an illusion. Yeah. Um, and just sort of throwing myself onto him for his help. But like I was saying, so that's hugely releasing, isn't it, yeah. to do that? And I I do genuinely feel, especially over the last, like, month, like a just renewed hope um, mm. and a sense of I'm not really sure 
I'm not really sure about a few things, but like feeling okay with that, not feeling like I have to be certain. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really, it's been a tough time. And, you know, I did, I've done a bit of counselling in that time too. And it's just interesting, isn't it, when you are put in a situation where you, you do just feel really beyond your, as, yeah. I think as well I used to sort of trust my judgment more yeah and probably quite like you was talking about probably prided myself on that probably prided myself on being able to see the situation mm. and like understand maybe why this has happened or that has happened but that has been really thrown as well and I'm just like I don't feel like I understand anything yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> oh, yeah. but it's it, but it's been you know it, it's not it's not comfortable at all. Mm. But it's not a bad. No, it's not bad, is it? Because we are dependent on Jesus, and it's good to kind of be reminded of that and like feel the comfort of knowing that He will come through for us. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But we, I've been way, way back. We read me and John both read through um, the emotionally healthy mm. church, and then and then as a church, we ran the emotionally healthy spirituality course. And actually, we're going to do that again this term because I think it's worth just noting you and me are talking about we've had quite tough starts to the year. I think actually post-pandemic, this is quite common. I think um, a lot of people, I guess whenever you're in quite a stressful situation, you kind of hold on, hold on, hold on, don't you? And it's when you come out the other side and you take a breath and a lot comes out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. so I think a lot is coming out for a lot of people. So we thought probably time to do that course again. But one of the aspects, there's many aspects of that course that I really like. But one of the aspects that he talks about is embracing your limitations and talking about how we all have limits in our lives. Maybe some people are more aware of their limits than other people. Um, or maybe some people have got really challenging things to confront in their life um but how those limits are God's way of guiding our lives and directing our lives and showing kindness to us and goodness to us and actually it it does direct where you go the things that you can't achieve or can't do yeah and especially in the last year I think I felt really aware of and just looking back on life as it is really aware of the things that have been limits for us um and how good they are yeah well, I've talked for quite a while now I don't know if any of that is resonating with you as well or if you want to say any more um well I I guess just I didn't know I don't know that we each knew what was going on with each other this last year so that's been really interesting and I think it's confirmed yeah. to me what I've always thought and that we see in the bible which is that God, God's desire is to show us that we need him. Um, Mm. And, and as we've both said, like that can feel really uncomfortable. But Mm. when God created Adam and Eve, like he never, ever created them to deal with life without him. And yet from that, from that moment that Adam and Eve believed the lie from the devil of you don't actually need God, you can do this on your own. Yeah. We have forever as humans believed that same lie of yeah. just like, well, we don't actually need God. We can do this on our own or we can rely on ourselves. Or, And then you just find yourself thinking, okay, if we take God out of that 
control sustaining position we have to put something else there because otherwise how do we manage yeah and then I've been thinking a lot about like I know for me I put myself in that position of like I can control stuff I can sustain stuff I can I can manage I can do all this stuff um yeah and for other people they put other things in that position other people other behaviors and all of them are damaging in some way because Jesus is the only one that can sustain life and Mm. Jesus is the only one that can deal with life because it's difficult like I've just really been aware of that and I'm not just thinking the last six months but life is really difficult and increasingly difficult for people and I'm sure there are going to be people listening that are thinking I'm literally hanging on by my fingertips to life like I just yeah I just haven't got it in me and so the the amazing truth of that that I've been dwelling on for six months is God going but you were never meant to deal with life on your own joy yeah like I created you to only do it in relationship with me. And I don't know, I just, I, and I shared this in church a while back that I really felt God speak to me saying, you know, society says to you, find the strength within, you can do it. You've got this, you can do anything. You just need yeah. to find it within yourself and off you go. You've got the power, all of this stuff that now I think, oh man. And <laughs> and, I, and I felt like God saying, you know, that's the T-shirt that society wants you to wear of you can do this. You've just got to find it. The problem is that then that leaves a lot of people walking around in life thinking, but I can't do it. I can't find yeah. the strength within. I haven't got it. And then what happens is we end up with a lot of people thinking something's gone wrong now because I can't manage with life. I, yeah. I can't look at my day and think I can do it. And so then society says, well, there's something wrong with you then. Because you should be able to manage your day. You should be able to manage whatever comes up. Whereas God, and I found this so profound when God said it to me, God's saying, Joy, you shouldn't be able to manage your day but for me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. You know, you get like a truth bomb from God. And I was like, (laughs) it's so true. Like, I shouldn't be able to look at my day necessarily and in my own strength go, yeah, I can do all of that. Yeah. Whatever whatever comes my way, I will be able to deal with it, which is essentially what I was doing. And yeah. God's just like, no joy. It's not about finding the strength within. It's not about wearing that T-shirt that says you've got this. Uh, you yeah. know, actually God's like, I want you to wear the T-shirt that says, I don't, <laughs> I don't remotely have this, but God has absolutely <laughs> got this. And, I, yeah. and I've got that next to my, um, my sink now when I'm doing washing up because I think... It's true. Society does say that to us of like, you, yeah, you've got to be definitely. able to manage. If you can't manage, there's a problem with you. Yeah. But do you think probably to sell a T-shirt, you might have to come up with a shorter yeah, phrase? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. But, it's, it, but it is so true. You even see that in like a lot of the Disney film. I mean, I love Disney and I love like, I've just, it comes to mind Moana and like, I love Moana. I love the songs in there as well. But that is so all about like, look within yeah. for your answer doesn't it who you are that is what is going to yeah. get you through this that is what is going to like bring freedom and I it's just it's not true is it no it's absolutely <laughs> um, not true. and it's quite it's a lot of pressure as well I know. It? it's a lot of pressure to yeah. suddenly like 
yeah, I'm strong. That's that's a burden to carry if you're going through something hard. Actually, remember, my sister was really, really unwell with cancer a few years ago. And um, praise God, she's still around. We weren't sure if that would be the case um, when she was unwell. And I remember at the time, a lot of kind of, I mean, this might just be her, her unique experience. I'm not saying this is what everybody goes through at all. But um, a lot of the kind of dialogue around that is like about strength and like be strong, yeah. stay strong. And actually, like that is that can be quite a burden Absolutely. when you're at your weakest point. It feels like the very thing actually you can't achieve yeah. or you can't do. And then if you can't do it, what what is that saying? What have you brought upon yourself? If you if you can't be strong in this moment, yeah. have you brought upon yourself yeah. like worst health yeah like that's horrible yeah. thing to think but I just I just wanted to go back to you know you said about um we didn't know that we would both say these last few months whatever have been so hard for each other I just think it's that's it, it is interesting isn't it but I don't think that is because trying to hide anything no. or be false or false about no. anything and I remember oh a little while ago, um, my mum came up for something and she knew that I was not feeling great at that time. And she came, we, we came home and she said to me, I don't think anybody there would know that you feel as awful as you do. And, and, I, and I was just like, I'm not trying to hide it. No. But there is an element of you do just have to get on with life. Like I can't just... I can't stop getting up, getting the kids ready and all these things like they're important yeah. in the day and they and they're good in the day. And actually, although I feel really bad in this area, there are lots of areas of life and some of them don't feel so stretched yeah. at the moment. Um, so it's not it's not about like I don't feel like I've been trying. I've not been trying to hide yeah. how I am. But likewise, life just car- life does just carry on mm. and you don't necessarily some things are quite like raw aren't mm. they and you don't necessarily kind of want to be sharing them all the time and I think that's okay yeah <laughs> don't you I think it's quite important actually yeah. like when you're going through something really difficult and you know you're feeling God speak to you about it and you're learning through it but it, it it's very raw you're raw at that yeah. stage and sometimes it's not wise to kind of share that here there and everywhere but it, Especially if people who maybe are really well-meaning are maybe going to tell you things that you feel like, I'm just quite vulnerable at the moment. I'm not really sure where to place what you've just said to me there. Mm. I don't know if that is a wise, helpful thing or not. And just feel like I need to cut out the external noise a little bit Mm. and deal with God on this one before I can talk further afield do you do you feel that too or well I think it's been a mixture for me I totally understand what you're saying I mean I've talked through all of this stuff really with my husband but there's been lots of toing and froing in my mind and thoughts coming in and out that I haven't necessarily shared and I think what you're saying is about cutting out the noise is actually really helpful because yeah in the end I'm like I really need to hear what Jesus says on this yeah and and also because I think you need real wisdom for when you're working through something particularly when it sounds like as we've been trying to where God might have thrown a lot of stuff up in the air and then we're sort of trying to work out the pieces of what we're happy to take back into our life going forward and what we're going to let go. Yeah. That feels quite difficult a place to 
to necessarily be, like you say, inviting people into that. Yeah. And so I found as I've worked through stuff and felt a sense of closure in particular things, then I've shared it. So, I mean, I've shared in church about weakness and dealing with fear, but it felt like I was at a different point in my journey as I started sharing it. And then yeah. I've got other friends, yeah. a couple of friends and like my husband who I've sort of been sharing as I go along. But you're right, you do feel vulnerable because you don't want them to yeah. sort of then speak into it and almost undermine what you feel like God is saying. Yeah. But you also Confuse don't want to use it. Exactly. But you also don't want to isolate yourself. So I think all of that is yeah. like wisdom within it, isn't it? But yeah. I think as Christians, we can so easily go. Well, we've, we trust God to take away our sin and we trust what he's done on the cross and I'm saved. And then we sort of almost go, but I don't really trust him to, to do all this other stuff that I need him to do. So like, I don't really trust him to, to sustain me and keep me going and give me hope and joy and peace. Mm-hmm. And it's just so sad. It's so funny that, isn't it? And I've really been coming back to that um, verse. I think you quoted ages ago in one of our podcasts and you know it talks about if God did not spare his own son but gave him up how Mm. will he not also graciously give us all things and you're like yeah Mm. I mean like if Jesus can save us can take away our sin can deal with that which is the worst possible thing that sort of covers us how is it that I cannot believe that he can give me the hope the joy the peace that I need in my day like it and and <laughs> yeah. it's just you're just so frustrated because you think I've believed that lie I've believed that lie of I can do this and for other yeah. people they trust in a partner or they trust in a friend or they trust in some other thing and now when I look back at it I'm like how on earth did I possibly think that I could have the resources to deal with anything that life threw at me. It sort of feels a little bit like, you know, Moses standing at the edge of the Red Sea and like mm. God was never going to go to Moses. So Moses, what's your plan for this situation? How are you mm. going to deal with this? You know, it's like that absurd, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. and, I, and I just found myself thinking, God isn't going to expect me to have a way forward for everything. Yeah, God isn't going to expect me to have a plan for every situation. Yeah. God isn't going to say to me, yeah. Joy, I hope you know how you're going to cope with this because if you don't, we're going to have problems. Like, And yet in my mind, yeah. that's exactly what I was living with of like, I've got to be ready. I, I've got yeah. to be able to sustain myself. Whatever happens, I've got to be able to do it. Yeah. And then, then actually when you get to that place of God going, um, no, I'm the one who sustained your life. Yeah. And, you know, like my favourite, I think we've talked about it before, my favourite chapter in the Bible is when... Elijah, who's a prophet and who hears from God, he's just seen God do some mighty things, just seen God show his power. And then he goes into a cave and he can't handle it anymore. And he goes, God, I want to die. I can't handle all this. Yeah. And and you're just like, but it doesn't, the story doesn't end with, and therefore Elijah died. It yeah. ends with God <laughs> yeah. sustaining him and going, okay, Elijah, I'm with you. What you need is some rest. What you need is a good meal. What you need is someone to actually come and help you take this burden. So mm. I'm going to want, I want you to go and meet this other person who's going to walk alongside all of this with you. And I was mm. just like, Elijah had actually said, I've, I'm done with life. I've, I've had enough of this. And God sustains him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just love that because I think that I haven't got to that point that Elijah got to. 
But there are plenty of people that may feel like I just don't have the strength to carry on. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And within that is a space of God going, I will sustain you. You're not. You don't have to have this remotely together. You haven't got to try and have energy or enthusiasm or strength for the day. All I ask is that you come to me and say, I can't do it. I need you to do it. And that feels incredibly vulnerable, like we've both both shared, doesn't it? Of going... Yeah. I don't I just don't have this anymore, God. I, I thought I used to. Yeah. I thought I did. Now I absolutely don't. Yeah, but it's so good in terms of acknowledging him, isn't it? And showing him to be who he is, who is a sustainer, life giver, creator. And you know, you're thinking of just doing it all, holding it all together so well personally and making it look like in my strength I can achieve this, this, this. What does that really show of God to the world? Yeah. Like it, it's a lie because actually every breath is sustained by Him. So yeah. it's not particularly acknowledging that to the world either necessarily of like, oh, I can only do anything because of yeah. God. So it makes sense of kind of His power being shown to be all the more glorious in our weakness because it's the areas where we are aware of our complete dependency upon him which is actually true of even the things that we know we can do well and the things we know we can do badly all of them it's in complete dependence of him yeah and it's just that maybe sometimes or most of the time our weakness shows that more than the things we think we're competent at and I just, I just more, that makes more sense to me now than it did when I was younger, that his power is made perfect in that way, that the things where I really struggle, where I'm very aware of my need for him, that's a really healthy place (laughs) to be in. And that's good in terms of showing I am totally dependent upon you, Father. Like, I know that I say that I recognize that I share that. But like I said to you earlier, I think where I still I just find life intriguing is those moments where you feel really quite on your knees or desperate. Like I had one one of the moments in my life where I feel I have most profoundly encountered Jesus is when I was giving birth to my second daughter. Mm. And um, long story short, it was all quite complicated, but I've, I just remember feeling so powerfully like my husband, John stood on my left-hand side and I just felt Jesus. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't see him, but I just really felt his presence on my right-hand side. Yeah. Wonderful moment of amongst a horrible moment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that makes the point because I'm trying, I just try to figure out like, I don't want to live all of life in that sort of horrible moment. Yeah. (laughs) But I do want to live all of life with that powerful encounter of Jesus beside me. Do I have to go through constant (laughs) emergency and difficulty and horror to experience all of that? Or can I please just learn to acknowledge my dependency on him so I can have that experience of him with me without feeling constantly pressured or stressed or hard done by... Maybe not, maybe not. 
in which case, fine. All right, I will have it, Jesus. <laughs> oh, you've I said it I now. Would rather. I know. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, no. <laughs> but oh, I would no. rather have that encounter with him than yeah, not. But absolutely. Likewise, I would rather not the trauma. But yeah, they do seem to go together sometimes, don't they? Well, it's it's sort of at least you know that when you're going through whatever you're going through, God is working in it and that yeah. um, that somehow he's going to bring good out of it. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think for me, definitely one of the things that's changed has been coming to God every day and almost switching over from what I was before of like planning my day, thinking what's going to happen. Now I'm much more like, we just take each day as it comes. And that's been a lot easier for me to trust in God's grace in the moment and stop myself from trying to control and plan everything. But I think switching over to God, I'm coming to you empty. I'm coming Mm. completely empty. Um, I don't know what my day is going to look like. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to get thrown at me today. I, and so I'm coming to you empty because I do think that if we want more of Jesus and what he's doing, what I've seen for the last six months is that you have to lay down other stuff, like to actually yeah. grab a tighter hold of him in the sense of what he's doing, um, what he's doing in your life. I had to lay down other behaviors, which I'd relied on, which mm. felt like they were keeping me buoyant. And mm. so actually in that process of God asking me to lay them down, I could only grip a tighter hold on him. Um, he had tight on me the whole time, but I was sort of a bit like, well, God, I'll basically come to you if I can't handle it, then I'll come to you. Yeah. But actually in the process of laying down those behaviours and those things that I did that helped me feel like I could manage, that was the only way yeah. that I could then go, oh goodness, that's made me feel a bit precarious. So I'm going to grip tighter onto you, God. Yeah. And actually I should say, in doing that, man, there's been life. There's rest. I feel so much more peaceful. Yeah, just I do as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, which it should be because yeah, you're just like, yeah. I'm not keeping it going anymore. Yeah, like just knowing. on my shoulders. Exactly, yeah. Knowing that I'm like, oh, I haven't got to sustain myself. I haven't yeah. got to sustain myself emotionally. Like God will help me. I haven't got to have an answer for everything that comes my way. God will help me. I haven't got to have a plan. Yeah. God will sort it out like man it's been so releasing because you just think oh this is what it was meant to be yeah so half of this time is just unlearning stuff isn't it and then learning like relearning you know what God wants us to know (laughs) yeah yeah definitely trust in him it's funny isn't it then so you might say or I I think I would say been one of the hardest times that I remember for a while but also then yeah one of the best times yeah absolutely funny how they go together in life isn't it <laughs> yeah god just working through all of that really difficult stuff and we need that and so that when he's saying this stuff to us of not being self-reliant you know not uh trying to be in control or whatever it might be for people listening he's not saying it to be unkind he's saying it because those foundations yeah he's saying it to be kind he's you know those foundations are faulty and the only way they're secure is trusting in Jesus and now I sit there and think God I, I was realizing today when I was with the kids just popped into my head of me thinking I can't do a day without Jesus's help now and yeah. before that would have freaked me out. 
Yeah. Because I would have thought, oh no, something's wrong. I need to be able to manage. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I feel like I've in a small way cracked something <laughs> of like, this is what it's meant to be. I'm meant to be totally reliant on Jesus all the time. And I'm not yeah. saying that's easy, but actually so much peace in just being like, he's got it. Yeah. He's got it. And I don't have to anymore. Yeah. And just hearing you say that, I guess it's because you have stepped into what is real and true because yeah. and out of what what is a lie and a falsehood you've just yeah. actually you've just stepped into reality um where there is more life and freedom isn't there than yeah falsehood so yeah yeah I guess if there are people listening that are just feeling well life is hard I can't do it I can't manage it I've got nothing here the encouragement to you is you're not meant to have to have anything but there is a God who says to you, I can sustain it. I can keep you going. And all you have to do is ask him for help, even if that's a help, God, do something. I can't do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I found he always comes through. Might not be in the way I expect, but he always comes through. Mm. Amen. Well, that's a good ending, isn't it? Yeah. Well, lovely to chat and um, we'll be back again in two weeks' time. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at thenotsoperfectchristianlife.com.